takes place in the transfer of the wealth from the poor to the rich. I'm sorry that you don't like class and the truth, my friend, but you're just stuck with it. I'm a, class I'm a, I'm is class, and the poor have been systematically looted in this country. The rich have been made richer under this criminal, fascist president and his government. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. You know, George, George you, I think you know, do you know what fascism is? Fascism, you know what fascism is? Nazis are. No, wait, yeah. sir. Wait, you sir. When Nazis fascism are? comes you know to America, it will are? not be in brown and black shirts. It will not be oh. with jack boots. It will be Nike sneakers and smiley shirts. Smiley, smiley. The, the, the fascism. <laughs> Germany lost the Second World War. Fascism won it. Believe and actually, me, my friend. Fascism is when corporations become the government. Yes. And that's sort of what we have. And poverty has gone up. So, so Seventeen. Look at this George, you think is that looting is o is looting okay if there's no if there's no hurricane? First of all, property. Can you break I into no, but, tweeters but, but whenever you want. We're talking I, I, I about. Have no problem with theft. May I be honest? No with problem. You? With I have that. no problem with theft. <laughs> it's true. I know. But wait a sec. We're talking looting. We're not saying. You know, the, this reminds me of the O.J. situation. It wasn't that O.J. was innocent. We all knew he killed his wife. Okay. It's it's not that looting is good. We all know looting is bad. It's the priorities. It's the fact that white people obsessed on one black guy getting away with a crime once when it had worked in reverse a billion times more. The same way they're obsessing about a few people getting away in the middle of this much bigger crisis. It's, it's a matter of what's proportional. I think that's what we're saying about looting. No one is defending looting. Well, George is defending looting, but I have no, it's, it, I have no I, stake I, in it. I have I, no I, stake I, in the outcome. I think, I, th I think, <laughs> I think one of the things that happened in the. Thank you for joining me on the Working Class Observer, the Class Warfare Report, transmission zero six two nine two zero two zero. Let it be known that I took days off to go to a protest, and then also just to sit on my ass and play some Mario Kart. So I have no fucking clue what is going on. Um, I did go to the Elijah McClain vigil. And that had a lot of unfortunate events. Um, most of it already in the Twitch stream. Probably going to archive it on YouTube for posterity's sake. But uh, yeah, it didn't go exactly how I thought it would um, it turned up a lot quicker than I had thought it would and <laughs> I gotta be honest like the mind games that the police played is pretty gnarly um, but it was a good experience because uh, it, it was very informative um, I think it was a lot of emotions in that melting pot but um, I definitely can conclude that relations between the Aurora citizens and Aurora Police Department are probably not doing that well after those days events. And I've been seeing in a lot of news uh, outlets here, depending on who you look at, they do kind of negatively paint APD uh, because they, you know, th there was a little bit of a line between protesters cops and the vigil and uh the cops at one point did uh get pretty damn close with the tear gas um thankfully there was enough people throwing them back and uh throwing cones on 
but the it was definitely one of the most interesting experiences of posturing and actual power moves i've seen um and you know i really hope that the organizers of the movement that day had taken some notes because i'm not sure where they were at how where they've been because what i had thought was this was a student-led protest um i thought it had to do with high schoolers um and i was just surprised to see that you know there was a bit of um chanting at the police which seemed to have a bit of anti antagonism and i'm going to say on both sides but uh yeah it's just like the the essence of it was a lot of emotions in the melting pot i did get some interesting looks at the faces of my fellow protesters and then I, of the faces of the cops and it's definitely a, a purifying experience when it comes to understanding uh what it's like to be a, <laughs> uh in these streets like i can't really compare it to portland or seattle or uh minneapolis um it's not quite there but it is definitely an interesting experience just to even have aurora's tear gas taste in my mouth just a little bit and just like seeing uh certain rubber bullets flying past me that was tight um so that's that's gonna be up there and i'm gonna save it to youtube i doubt i'll throw it in the podcast because that would be some shitty audio you would hear a lot of chanting um, a lot of profanity, uh, more chanting, some singing, uh, and uh, then you would hear a lot of chaos. Um, so I'm coming back from that on Saturday, and then a whole lot of fuck everything on Sunday, where I really didn't even want to like look at any of the, the news. I'd see some videos on, on Twitter, and those were great, but I wanted to just fucking... Uh, step away and find a little bit of center again because the world can kind of uh, pull me out of myself a little bit and uh, it's it's nice to it's nice to be back I say that at the least but that only means that right now I gotta catch up I gotta catch the fuck up and that's uh, what this episode is so you've been roped into me catching up uh, sucker Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to get a tucker here. I'm trying to let's get it. And now to the Supreme Court, which today handed down a major victory to Brian. abortion rights activists. In a five to four decision, the court struck down a Louisiana law that would have left the state with just a single abortion clinic. And Chief Justice John Roberts was again the decisive vote. Here's ABC's Devin Dwyer. From a conservative Supreme Court, a surprising decision on abortion. The court today striking down a Louisiana state law that required doctors performing abortions to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. Clinics like Hope Medical in Shreveport, Louisiana, one of just three abortion providers in the state, Oof. said it was near impossible for their doctors to meet that requirement. It is highly possible that all but one, if not all, clinics... I can't even just like fly past the fact that they only have three clinics in the whole fucking 
uh, was it state? County? One of just three abortion providers in the state. Oh my god, the whole fucking state. I can't imagine if you're hours away from that. It was near impossible for their doctors to meet that requirement. It is highly possible that... That's crazy is that like the state power will, if they can't make it outright illegal, they'll just use the law to make it impossible. All but one, if not all, clinics will close in Louisiana. Justice Stephen Breyer and the court's wild. liberal justices agreed, saying the potential closure of clinics would create a substantial obstacle for women. State officials said the regulation was meant to protect women's health, even though hospitalization after an abortion is rare. The justices concluded there is no significant health benefit from the law. When you have a procedure that is already extremely safe, when it is difficult and time-consuming to get admitting privileges, it makes no sense to require only doctors who do this kind of work to have admitting privileges. And states like Louisiana have failed to show that there's any evidence or any need for doctors to have admitting privileges. The Louisiana law is nearly identical to a Texas law struck down by the Supreme Court in 2016. Since then, President Trump added Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch to the bench, raising hopes among conservatives that the outcome in this case might be different. And you look at the Supreme Court, they're pro-life. But in an extraordinary move, Chief Justice John Roberts, who dissented in the Texas case and opposes abortion, said the Louisiana law violates the court's precedent, writing Louisiana imposes a burden on access to abortion just as severe as that imposed by the Texas law for the same reasons. Therefore, wow. Louisiana's law cannot stand. In Robert's concurring opinion, he makes very clear that he thinks that stare decisis, the idea that courts abide by their prior decisions, is in some ways what separates the judicial branch from the political branches of government. So you stick with settled law whether you like it or not. In a what a dangerous, like, tightrope that we fuck with. Like, there's fire on both sides when you fall because, I mean... What happens when you replace judges with political judges? And the amount of judges that Trump has replaced in federal courts, like, are they political picks? Because, I mean, we don't get a profile of their uh, past judgments and yada, yada, yada. They're, we don't get their record. He, we just get told that Trump had like a thousand in a year. Or at least hundreds of them statement, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany said the ruling devalued both the health of mothers and the lives of unborn children, adding, quote, unelected justices have intruded on the sovereign prerogatives of state governments. Since President Trump took office, there's been a wave of state attempts to restrict abortion, including 25 laws passed last year alone to ban all or most abortions. None have taken effect. At least 15 states have considered enacting admitting privileges laws like Louisiana, but those efforts now look in doubt. Well, it's a huge relief today that, you know, to begin with, the clinics in Louisiana will stay open. Yes, the access to abortion has been affirmed by the Supreme Court, but because there are these laws continually coming, it's so important that everybody be vigilant. ABC News visited the Hope Medical Clinic in Louisiana earlier this year, seeing firsthand the health care workers serving women from across the South. Wicked, unimaginable. The protesters outside making their voices heard. Clinic director Kathleen Pittman told us regardless of the court's decision, she was focused on the months ahead. 
What we need to do is concentrate on the here and now, take care of the patients that are currently in our care and make sure they have everything they need and really hope for the best. All right, ABC News, thank you for that little clip there. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> they haven't been politically corrupted, even though they're hella political. So I just I can't really see this like surviving as a duality for very long. Like, when does it become a singularity? How long do we have? I guess Los Angeles pauses reopening. I mean, <laughs> coronavirus has got its own uh, segments at this point. It's uh, it's it's taken over yet again. Ooh. Yeah, Iran issuing a warrant for Trump's arrest is pretty fucking funny. <sighs> I haven't even seen his response. I don't even, not sure I actually care for it, but uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I did see this recently. Flu virus with pandemic potential found in China. Doo -doo, whoop, by Michelle Roberts, reported by BBC News. Uh, basically, it says that it has potential, a bit of potential, uh, but it's something to look out for. Interesting name, G4EAH1N1. Um, it's the gaming channel meets EA meets swine flu. It's, yeah. Recent infections starting in people who worked at abattoirs in the swine industry recent infections starting it's interesting how you can get recent infections but not necessarily it already being an outbreak does hundreds of people when does it cross the threshold of an outbreak and you know they just discovered it we know that hmm, coronavirus people or i guess uh, infectees i don't know what the fuck to call it uh two-week incubation period where they are pretty infectious at that point contagious um they have already caught people with the g4eah1n1 but it just makes me curious on how that's been closed down if at all i wonder if too since it's in china if everybody that came into contact with these people already had to get quarantined and tested and uh violated by by rights Current flu vaccines do not appear to protect against it, although they could be adapted to do so if needed. Um, it's strange how that's like just a little bulletin point in the article there. Um, it's good to know that current flu vaccines uh, could be adapted. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating to have this p potential danger, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but we already have flu vaccines that we can just tweak. It's, it's weird reporting, to say the least. And it, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, Fox, fifty nine is the only other one to like 
carry this story, and that was an hour ago. Oh, I guess Pierce M Morgan fiercely lets rip. Pierce Morgan shared his shock at the discovery of a new threatening virus in China which has the potential to become a pandemic. It's time to scare the shit out of people. Yeah, we're not ever going to find time to like breathe and just be like, alright team, what's the plan? People are just going to be constantly be like, figure your shit out, figure it out. How much did you drink? Uh, no, I hadn't had a single drink and um, I had uh, heat Weird. exhaustion. Yeah. I spent two days in bed. Yeah, that's nasty. Uh, and that was it. Just basically couldn't walk, couldn't breathe, could barely talk. It was sort of utopia for my mm. critics, really. Uh, but it was, this? yeah, not really. I mean, Doc, it was hot last week. <laughs> Very hot. Well, it, well observed. 32, 33. The fuck, this has nothing to do with what this says. Oh, it's all the way the fuck down here. Wait, 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 wait. 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 Our news websites. Oh, okay, yeah, it is that that is a Trump effect. They're writing a whole fucking article about something that Pierce Morgan tweeted. God bless modern day journalism. Holy fuck. We're talking about a tweet. What what did he say? What did he say? According to BBC, blah, 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 blah. On Monday, the Good Morning Britain host responded to a news article published by the BBC. Mr. Morgan wrote, O-F-F-S with a pointing hand emoji directed toward the virus report. Oh, I guess F-F-S means for fuck's sake. I got it. My brain connects dots. One line at a time. So that's... That's good. Um, but I mean, I can see how it's alarming. And it definitely like caught me and I'm like, well, fuck, man. Because we're already going to deal with influenza A and influenza B in the fucking winter. So uh, it's great that we would have like a whole new H1N1 to be like fucking Hulk mode, you know. But, uh, you know, that's just that's just the, what, what we're dealing with for not being... A lot more responsible. I mean, we we dealed with this virus multiple times. I think this might be our third time around. And I mean, every time we beat it back, it's just it's it's just gonna come back heavier and harder. With some new changes. You be be up. So that's what else is the fuck is going on. Bats. I remember watching that. They look in bats, but this is one of those ones that carries in pigs and moves over. So, like, bats, birds, and pigs are actually carrying diseases so that they can then take over the planet because we're just mismanaging it entirely, and they're going to prove it. They're going to fucking prove it. And you know what? I might hand the torch over to the pigs myself because they're fucking adorable. Look at that dirty little piece of shit. I love pigs. Let them kill us. Um... All right, doing great catching up, doing great catching up. Let's see what, oh, oh, why, why even fly past that? Yay, another shooting in Seattle's police-free autonomous zone. 
Forbes reports fourth shooting in Seattle's autonomous zone. It's been four shootings. I did hear about this one a bit, and uh, I like how Wall Street Journal's going with the second man killed in Seattle's occupied protest zone, but what they don't say in the headline is I'm pretty sure pretty not, not certain not absolutely certain but i'm pretty sure that uh subscribe man go fuck yourself subscribe subscribe my ass um i am pretty sure ah oh, all right second man killed i really thought that it actually was one of the gunmen who had actually been brought down while the other one is in ICU. Twitter, my open archive of bullshit I talk about. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Nope, nope, nope. Mm. NYC, nope. Interesting. Interesting, 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 interesting. Nope, 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 gross. Nope, 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 Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, God bless the Cohen, bro. That's another thing that happened yesterday was Sasha Baron Cohen fucking crashed a three percenters rally. Like, bro, he went into a fucking neo-Nazi militia fucking rally and just sang. Like, what a fucking boss, bro. I can't explain how much Sasha Baron Cohen is constantly on kink shit, bro. <sighs> great video. Great. It's fucking great. Some Karen video. I guess I didn't save. See, it's even worse when I don't save my sources of anything ever. I am... All right, now I'm only like 60% sure that it was uh, two gunmen that actually had been shot in Seattle. Um, the actual like uh, uh, criminals, uh, murderers, attempted murderers. Hopefully it's the same dudes who have been shooting it up for the past fucking uh, week. Things runs digitally altered images. Yeah, that's two weeks old. K-U-O-W, my terrifying for Seattle. All right, I guess I'll just go with the Forbes for now. Two more people were shot, one fatally early Monday in Copperfree Autonomous Zone, which Mayor Jenny Durkin has been criticized for failing to clear after previous outbreaks of violence left a 19-year-old dead and others critically injured. All right, key facts. Hmm. It's it's fascinating how this has hardly any details of this fourth shooting at all. So Forbes, uh, wow.
and I guess against all odds of terrorism, it's great that these people have the resolve to stay in this place. Um, I, I really... I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because that's cringe, but like, god damn it, bro. <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I don't have any specifics on this actual fourth shooting because it doesn't seem anybody else is being forthright. So I'm kind of just sitting here twiddling my thumb up my ass. This is from KUOW Local News. Uh, multiple shootings have occurred in or near the shop. There were two shootings over the weekend of June 20th through the 21st, resulting in one death, one man hospitalized, and a teenager treated for gunshot wound. Another occurred shortly before 5 a.m. on Tuesday, June 23rd. Vac Victim was treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Another shooting happened earlier, mon early Monday morning, June 29th, after a car reportedly drove through the chop. Two people inside the car reportedly shot and transported to a hospital. One died, and the other was critical in condition. So I did hear that correctly, and unfortunately, Forbes isn't fucking reporting it. This is what I'm saying, man, is even if the details are out there, we get major news outlets just dropping the ball so fucking hard. It's important to note that the two people today started the shooting and then they were taken to the hospital by the fucking protesters. The people they shot at. <laughs> God, bro. Uh, but that's why we're here is because the fucking news is so dog shit. All right. I zoomed in so hard. That was great. That's great. I'm glad KUOW, uh, the local news, is holding it down because <laughs> the news coming to the rest of us around the country is just <sighs> knuckle-dragging, bro. They're just dragging them knuckles when it comes to reporting the news. Like They don't want to do it. It's almost like they don't want to do it. And I know Wall Street Journal is probably not going to have the best coverage of it either. They've been talking shit about it for the past uh, three weeks. Since the beginning. Let's see how CNN gets it. Another shooting in Seattle's police free. Autonomous zone kills man and critically injures boy. A shooting in Seattle's Capitol Hill occupation protest. Chop. So this is what it looks like oh, when you hello. enter Chad. You see some of this street graffiti behind me. There might be a security person okay, here hi, asking a few questions or just trying to make sure that you're not somebody who's going to stir up trouble. We're just making sure that there's no violence or, you know, anything against people of color. That's why we're here. Then you walk. They just had a little report starting. Uh, when investigators arrived, they found a white Jeep Cherokee riddled with bullet holes on 12th Avenue. Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best said, according to CNN affiliate KIRO, who is also the local news. We were told that there were two men inside the vehicle and both had been shot. Uh-huh. Again, uh, let's, let's make sure where this is going because they were the ones who also had guns. So let's see where this is going, CNN. The two occupants were taken to Harborview Medical Center in critical condition between 3.15 and 3.30 p.m. Jesus Christ. 
hospital spokeswoman Susan Gregg told CNN. The man later died and the 14-year-old boy remains in critical condition, the hospital said. Monday's attack is the fifth shooting within two weeks in the CHOP area and the second to turn fatal. Thousands of protesters have occupied the area, a four to six block section of Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood since June 8th in an effort to demand police reform following the George death. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking sleepy as fuck. Death of George Floyd. Police chief said violence in the autonomous zone is a real problem and said she questions why we would continue to allow this to happen. I don't know. I also heard that you guys had a pretty shitty response to even when they did ask you to take these people to the hospital and something else that's kind of missing from this and sounds like I'm just talking shit but unfortunately what I'm seeing is usually from people on the ground unfortunately through Twitter and not so much from any mainstream media it's kind of fucked it's kind of fucked uh, it would be great if I could maybe see if I can find mobile Do, 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 do. We just go back to YouTube and we see if we can find any local reports. I doubt any of them will help. Um, and it goes in. Uh huh. Nothing in these reports, nothing in this, nothing in that. Everything that shows up in a quick search seems to be everything that was popular when this first happened. Some reports five days ago, one week ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. The video reporting on this is also pretty dog shit. And it's almost like they don't really want you to capture what's going on in the Seattle Autonomous Zone, even though we could have much better reporting. Like, you could literally have a 24-hour news report just inside it, the, the, the city itself. Like, CNN could buy its own uh, little subset channel like CNN X or some dumb shit and just show uh, Autonomous Zone footage all the time. They could literally just hire Unicorn Riot to do the fucking job for them because Unicorn Riot is going to do the fucking job. Alright. Well, that led nowhere. Thank you, CNN, for half-ass reporting shit so that people stay half-ass informed. Shouts out. Oh, man. 50 seconds, Reddit let's get it. has banned a page used by Trump supporters for failing to abide by the company's content policy. Reddit says the pro-Trump community has hosted and promoted rule-breaking content, antagonized other communities, and the group's leaders have failed to meet basic expectations. The social media page says views across the political spectrum are allowed, but all must work within the policies. Meantime, Twitch, a video streaming service owned by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, has temporarily <laughs> banned President <laughs> Trump's account for hate. I don't think Twitch, I don't think Jeff, Be well, okay, maybe, okay, whatever. Full conduct, a rebroadcast of Trump's 2015 campaign launch and comments from his recent Tulsa rally were flagged by that company. Twitch says the content has been removed. The Trump campaign is using the moves to push people directly to their campaign. Uh, I think it's fascinating that they only had like a little bit to say on that. That was a that was the tiniest report I've ever seen. Um, 
fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, even really looking at it, it's hard for me to tell, like, how much social media is taking a stand or how much social media is kind of posturing. I don't know if they have to put up a fight to to have laws put up against them or uh, if they're truly fighting against regulations, but I could see how Trump would want more regulations on them. Bargaining power, I guess, is a is a great way to say because politicians don't really have too much bargaining power against Twitter. But also, I don't really want Matt Gates and Tom Cotton to get a lot more potentially violent and potentially racist as they already have been. Um, and I already think in a lot of ways that Twitter has failed in uh, getting even the most basic for for the longest time. So I don't know if it is so it is so much public pressure or if they are just putting up a fight against the regulatory bodies, because I mean, it, it, like they have to have our support, too, if we're going to say that, you know, Twitter shouldn't have to be seen as a publisher so that Donald Trump doesn't go in and sue him over a tweet and then we basically get unedited thoughts from Trump constantly which you know that's what we've been getting for the past four years and I'm surprised well even longer than that but and I'm surprised it's just it's taken this long for it to uh be an issue and uh it's just something that's been building over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it's these people who need the platforms more than the platforms need them trying to open the platforms for lawsuit. And it, I think it also kind of takes away people's democratic power because when we do, when cancel culture is in the right, whenever that happens to be so, it can effectively get shit done and deplatform some seriously batshit toxic people. But there's always a scale to this, man. It's there's a, there's always a hard balance because again, like it's hard for me to agree with the idea of uh, Twitter becoming the Snopes. I mean, you have to look at Snopes and Politifact and uh, you know judge reality based on your own subjective perceptions. But Jesus fucking Christ, dude! Like, how many people are gonna tell us what is true and what isn't while we're all looking through screens on our on our phones and on our computers? Um, reality is just a farce it's at this at this point so you know I, I i got sold today on the belief that belief that <laughs> that believing in things is a leap of faith and you know you just kind of hope that it is in reality and in truth with your beliefs <sighs> and that's why i really have a problem with uh both sides of this argument <laughs> I, I I have a very hard time with uh, this whole uh, Trump, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, Facebook, this whole battle thing is just like, it's kind of gross to me in a, in a lot of different ways. It really, I don't think it ever should have been an issue when they deplatformed a lot of uh, racist rhetoric or, yeah. It's just, it got, now it's got blown out of proportion and it's like we have to do something or... Uh, it's just going to get worse. But I, at the same time, the something that they do can still make it worse. Um, because I can't imagine what's going to happen if Twitter and Facebook are open to these lawsuits and then are forced to have these toxic community echo chambers when really there's other websites that they can go to that aren't as popular because people don't really actively seek out these things. 
but I guess they're really afraid of maybe what they're really afraid of is the uh, liberals and then the even further left having these spaces better to radicalize or convert but at the same time too YouTube's been pretty fucking vicious and Twitch have been pretty fucking vicious on tearing down far left channels so um, if you're listening daddies please don't take me down I'm just pointing out a fact so, so again it's all just uh, I feel like it's a bunch of jabberwock bro like it's all just a bunch of jabberwock to get more people pissed off on certain things and then maybe even divide people into platforms where somehow Facebook even though it's getting boycott to shit is going to be the uh, the far right boogaloo place of to be or and, and Twitter somehow is going to be the uh, Antifa home base I don't know this is all uh, extremely stupid. I, I, I hated it when... <laughs> I liked when they dunked on Trump with the with the exclamation mark and the whole thing with the voter ballot and the COVID information, but, like, uh, at the same time, I hate this whole argument. And I do, I do think of them as pa- uh, platformers and not publishers, but then... <sighs> I don't know. It is important to call out fake news, but I guess, like, again, is Twitter sh- necessarily the one to be choosing that? And if we had a voting system in these social media websites, is that actually going to be foolproof? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't come up with solutions. There's just a bunch of uh, pondering, wandering, and uh, the solutions are for the motherfuckers who decided that they could decide on these things. There are two possible scenarios before us. Both are damning for the man who is supposed to be in charge. The first is that Trump was never actually looped in. In this case, ignorance isn't isn't exculpatory. I didn't know that Mm. our adversary was helping kill American troops because no one told me is not an excuse for the commander-in-chief of the greatest military on Earth. It is, in fact, a confession of incompetence. If he was truly never told... I'm going to have to skip that because, honestly, I don't know too much about it. I know Trump's denying, you know, professionally. Oh, my fucking mouse is all fucked up. I know Trump's denying it, that it was even told to him, which, you know, I've heard it before. Um, You know, this kind of denial that, like, oh, I never even heard the news, but... You know, I barely know anything about what's going on. I just know that U.S. intelligence and U.K. intelligence are the ones who broke the news to everybody that uh, Russians were paying Taliban bounties for U.S. soldiers. Uh, That's some dark shit. That is some seriously, seriously dark shit. And... Again, I haven't gotten too much on it, but I wouldn't be surprised that Trump had heard about it and just, I don't know. I don't know what what is on his priority list because I remember him being briefed on uh, coronavirus a lot sooner than he said he was. But yet um, we end up with him telling us stories that nobody was talking about it. You know, there's there was that whole denial. So it's all infuriating trying to even touch things that he just denies um 
because it 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 just it turns into the same fucking situation as the Ukraine host it or the host hoax as he calls it the whole Ukraine hoax and now what he calls the Russian hoax everything is literally a hoax every every possible thing he could do wrong becomes a hoax that other people are trying to get him out of office for when in reality it could just be a crime that he deserves to be pulled out of office for but he has managed a successful golden cult of personality that it's impossible to get enough support and uh, you know i should ignore his base because really the gop is the biggest contributor to the fact that he just walks on by i will say that the democrats are some of the worst opposition i've ever seen to a tyrant but god damn it if the gop just don't lick the shoe right in between the fucking laces i don't know what to say oh cool let's see the who spoke about six hours ago this virus has two dangerous combinations one is it's fast it's contagious second it's a killer and it can exploit divisions divisions between us across all the lines which I have said. And that's why WHO has been saying, please avoid any division. Any differences could be exploited by the virus. And that we have to fight this virus in unison. The worst is yet to come. I'm sorry to say that, but with this kind of environment and condition, we fear the worst. And that's why we have to bring our acts together and fight this dangerous virus together. Well, that was a big bummer. I got nothing really to say about that. We all know about my fellow citizens who are doing a very poor job at um, showing uh, communal support with each other. Um, it's it's a it's a shit situation that just keeps getting shittier. <laughs> As if that's like <laughs> anything new. It's 2020, you know. <laughs> Ken and Karen. Ken and Karen happened yesterday where uh, she brandished a weapon, one hand on hip, the teacup Karen stance, other hand pointing, I don't know, just out, just like here's a gun, there it is. She just has it out and then uh, he's not pointing at anybody either, but he is just holding it. He doesn't have a strap. Or another clip. He's just got, just got the gun. I wonder if he even loaded it. It's interesting. Uh, pink polo, white khakis. He is the danger. He is the one who knocks. So he points it a little bit at them. Just a little bit, but he doesn't necessarily aim it. It's more. I, I feel like this is a power move flex. 
like, we're white people with a big house and guns, like, I'm afraid to shoot it, but I'll shoot it. There's a quote here. This is all private property. There are no public sidewalks or public streets. We were told that we would be killed, our home burned, and our dog killed? We were all alone facing an angry mob? What the fuck? I'm sorry, I don't trust this person's uh, opinion. Perception of protesters. I don't know where they were walking. I wish I had more information on that, but I think uh, somebody brandishing weapons like that on a protest movement, uh, I feel like that's uh, hella hostile. A lot more than maybe the protesters were at. It's fascinating. Donald Trump retweeted it. He didn't really comment. He just retweeted it. He said the protesters were marching towards St. Louis Mayor Lita Cruson's home on June 28th. Facebook Live earlier that week, Mayor Krusen read the addresses of people calling for police reform. Yeah, I saw that. She said, I'd like to apologize on Twitter for identifying individuals who presented letters to me at City Hall today. This was during one of my Facebook updates as I was answering routine questions. Never did I intend to harm anyone or cause distress. The update is removed. And again, I apologize. Lita, if that's even how you say your name, go fuck yourself. You did it. You did it. You, you already did it. And the fact that CNN can show archived footage right here of possibly you doing it right there says that that video is already saved, bruh. Like the fact that it's deleted. Uh-uh. That don't matter. It's already out there. It's the same thing when Trump retweets something, like the the thing with where he retweeted a white power. It was out there long enough for people to recognize, for it to become a story, and then he deleted it, as if that means anything. He meant what he said in the retweet. He knew what he said in the retweet. This is the same shit. Quote, the peaceful protests were not the subject of scorn or disdain by the McCloskeys. They were expecting and supportive of the message of the protesters? That didn't look... Apparently this is the attorney of the McCloskeys? Or they were the ones brandishing the guns? Uh-huh. Doesn't look supportive at all. Their actions were born solely of fear and apprehension, the genesis of which was not race-related. Both Mr. and Mrs. McCloskey acted lawfully on their property, which sits on a private gated lane in the city of St. Louis, said the attorney of McCloskey's. McCloskey's. Is that it? CNN has also reached out to the mayor, but has not heard back. Shouts out to St. Louis for just being a bunch of dicks. Tell CNN they are investigating the incident. 
I feel like that's just like a little tagline that we're gonna get on these like slight crimes. These like slight little hands of like I hate my neighbors. The police are just gonna investigate it at the end of all of these. The police are investigating it. As if that's even calming now. As if that's that's gonna help anybody breathe. Phantasm. This catch-up has been utterly great. It wants me to catch up to that. Oh, yes. 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 Um, I might as well just close out with this. Um, Prager Poo. But let me... I think I accidentally deleted the fucking... Top news thing. That sucks. I didn't mean to delete it, and yet I did. What U.S. intelligence close. has found is that Russian military spy agency known as the GRU offered bounties, cash payments to Taliban-linked militants in Afghanistan to kill coalition forces. President Trump has consistently now tweeted out that he was not brief on this report. He tweeted that he was told by the intelligence, U.S. intelligence, that they did not find the information credible and thus did not brief him. One wonders, well, if the intelligence was not credible, why was the National Security Council uh, running a meeting back in late March to discuss the report and begin to think about response options. Right now, the Hill has reacted quite strongly with the Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, and the House. We have called for a report to the Congress on this. This is as bad as it gets. Senator Lindsey Graham has said he wants to know whether or not the reports are true. It could have been that the, that the information was in the president's written presidential daily brief, but the president uh, famously does not read his <laughs> PDB. He, he gets his briefings. <laughs> How is Washington Post selling the, the Ben Shapiro? fucking point right now that he doesn't read his daily briefs if u.s soldiers are being targeted by essentially russian mercenaries mer russian bounty hunters russian slash afghani or taliban linked group what the unspecificity of it too is killing me but <laughs> If this was happening, wouldn't it be pertinent to bring it literally to his fucking face as he is commander-in-chief? If, Because this has to be direct antagonism from a major foreign power. So the fact that like they wouldn't just tell him to his face, Sir, we have, you, we have important intelligence about uh, Russian bounties on soldiers' heads given out to Taliban-linked groups. That sounds pretty fucking important and almost like an act of war it sounds very cold war-esque um but maybe what trump's response could have been that was better that could have been better if he had the chance was that he well 
No, I don't want to think of excuses for him because it's still pretty bad. It's, the, the optics here are not very bad because I can't tell if he looks like he didn't care about soldiers then or if he doesn't care now because he's not willing to look further into this intelligence and he continues to deny that he even just didn't hear of it at all. I don't know how he's going to maneuver any of this because so far, like, almost everything is kind of collapsing around him. His his coronavirus response has been dog shit. His last rally got dunked on. Iran put out a fucking hilarious uh, uh, warrant for his arrest, um, which just, you know, hit him in the face pretty hard in the international community. There's another article right here that talks about, like, Fuck, where'd it go? U.S. jets intercept Russian planes near Alaska for sixth time this month. That's hot. I'm just going to scroll right past that. Um, where'd it go? There was, like, a specific one that was, like, talking about a uh, percentage of countries' opinion on the United States currently, and it is not good numbers. Uh, right here we have from the sun, Trump and Russia's Vladimir Putin spoke five times in just three weeks in an unusual amount of com communication. Um, yeah, this is not looking good for the Prezi. Um, he's still going to be able to spin it sufficiently enough for most of his base to hold on to him because, let's be honest, a lot of them are QAnon. But I wonder how hard Fox is going to back him with his russian ties becoming so close because every time he brings it up he says that nobody's been harder on russia he never really has a lot of policy to prove it nato officials say they were briefed on russian bounties on u.s soldiers in afghanistan even though trump claims he wasn't and again is that just because NATO officials read their daily briefs, or was it, like, brought to their attention? Like, these, I don't know, fuck headlines. I'd have to read it, but here's what I wanted to get to. It's about COVID. Europeans trust in U.S. as world leader collapses during pandemic. Negative attitudes for the U.S. were most marked in Denmark, 71% negative attitudes. Portugal at 70%. France, 68 Germany's got a 65 on us. They ain't, they ain't feeling us in Spain at a hard 64. Um, yeah, that's where we're at right now because we have a horrible response on uh, coronavirus and we have a horrible time uh, agreeing with each other. It's, it's, it's fantastic. In France, 46% and in Germany, 42% said their view of the U.S. had worsened a lot during the pandemic. Damn. Yeah, uh, he looks like an asshole. Um, just like, not even to me or uh, to my grandparents. Um, to the world generally. And uh, it's not helping his re-election promises. Which, you know, I probably should watch the Tucker Carlson video here. But it's 16 minutes long and I don't think I want to get into that. But him failing the U.S. soldiers here right here. Right here may have a lot to do with why he doesn't have much support from the, the, the military and I'm sure that's only going to hurt it more and his chances of winning re-election in November uh, look a little bit grimmer um, and I, I just I kind of assume too that he would be the type of motherfucker 
to smash all the toys and uh, possibly even just not leave uh, once he is told to. So uh, it's it's going to be a very gross November. Not excited about November. <sighs> I think I'm basically all caught up. Uh, that's that's pretty much everything that's happened, right? That's that's it, right? That's that's the world in a nutshell, isn't it? I guess I can check out Trump and Russia's Vladimir Putin talk an awful lot. Hmm. I opened with a great quote from George Carlin, didn't I? I did. Uh, no, I don't want notifications. In late March and early April, President Donald Trump and Russian Vladimir Putin spoke on the telephone five times over three weeks. Um, at the time, Trump told reporters the first call on March 30th was great. Uh, Kremlin described it as lengthy. Same Putin and Trump both expressed concern on the scope of coronavirus. Uh, additionally, an unusual shipment of coronavirus-related humanitarian aid from Russia to the United States coincided with the same period. Uh, Suslov. Do, 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 higher amount of communication unusual, but these are unusual times. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really seeing much importance in this article other than the fact that it's just trying to... Uh, assert the idea that Trump is a Russian shill, which I'm not gonna disagree that he's not. I'm just gonna say that, like, I'm not sold that he completely is. I, I truly believe the man is out for his own self-interest, which do align with most of the ruling class, and that's why he gets uh, away with most of what he does. Bop, bop. Let's see. All caught up. Trump was near sadistic in phone calls with female world leaders, according to CNN report on classified calls. Ooh, can't be reached. Refused to connect. That's tight. Do they not like my VPN? They don't like my VPN, probably. Well, fuck you, business insider. Um, yeah, that means I just can't read news. Uh, man, uh, right. Speaking of those countries, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, we have, uh, 10 million total cases on the planet Earth of coronavirus cases. And who is not very excited about it? Because we here on the Western Hemisphere, including the southern part of it, are having a very hard time agreeing that we should uh, social distance, wear masks, uh, take tests, do what we need to do. Um, it's unfortunate, but the rest of the world is just shaming us. But, you know, I think we should just show, throw some shade on China before I head out because this is gross. Uh, China cuts Uyghur births with IUDs, abortion, sterilization. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, America is guilty of the same thing when it comes to Puerto Rico. Uh, this is not new. This is not old. They did it to the Puerto Ricans uh, quite a long time ago. Don't agree with it, don't like it, and uh, everybody should pay for their crimes against humanity. That's where I sit. 
unfortunately I have absolutely no authority, merely a microphone, camera, and a beautiful dog who's scared of these fireworks right now. It's okay, Rosie. You're okay. I know. I know. Those sons of bitches. They just every night with these fucking fireworks, huh? I know. All right. By the Associated Press, the Chinese government is taking draconian measures to slash birth rates among Uyghurs and other minorities as part of a sweeping campaign to curb its Muslim population, even as it encourages some of the country's Han majority to have more children. Because they... <laughs> Uh, they had a policy, if you remember not that long ago, uh, the one-child policy. Uh, a real chef's kiss to human rights on that one. Uh, while individual women have spoken out before about forced birth control, the practice is far more widespread and systematic than previously known, according to an AP investigation based on government statistics, state documents, and in interviews with 30 ex-detainees, family members, and a former detention camp instructor. A campaign over the past four years in the far west region of Xinjiang is leading to what some experts are calling a form of demographic genocide. So I guess their reprogramming camps were not going according to plan, and so they've moved into uh, near-Holocaust proportions. Um... I mean, that's fucking crazy to just try and stop birth. I mean, that just leads to these, like, necro-futuristic movies where, like, somebody has a baby and they literally have to hide them in the trash can so that the government doesn't find them. Like, that's... Whew. The state regularly subjects minority women to pregnancy checks and forces... Uh, intraterrene? Devices? Intraterrene. Within the uterus. That's gross. Alright. So I learned something new. Uh, inside, it's within the uterus devices, uh, sterilization and even abortion on hundreds of thousands. The interviews and data show, even while the use of IUDs and sterilization has fallen nationwide, it is rising sharply in Xinjiang. The population control measures are backed by mass detention, both as a threat and as a punishment for failure to comply. Holy fuck. Having too many children is a major reason people are sent to detention camps, the AP found, with the parents of three or more ripped away from their families unless they page huge fines, police raid homes, terrifying parents as they search for hidden children. Now, we're probably going to see tankies endlessly say, but the United States does this and the United States does that. I just do think it's important that uh, we do point out that the United States does have a bunch of asylum seekers and refugees held up in concentration camps with little to no PPE or sterilization techniques. So, while we judge China from our ivory tower of supremacy, 
I just want to say that everybody sucks. Everybody sucks except for the oppressed people. Unfortunately, they have been say, uh, uh, the state has deemed them to suck, but I don't think they suck. I don't think that refugees, immigrants, and Uyghur Muslims uh, pack people into detention centers and force them to do things against their will. I think states do that, and I'm starting to think that states suck because of the way that they treat people who they think sucks. I feel like that is just what's going to happen <laughs> when you uh, treat people in a certain way. Um, data flow is pretty restricted. Information is pretty hard to get out of China. I will admit this. I'm surprised that we can even get this at all. Um, but we, we do need clear... Hmm. You know, it's just not enough not enough information and data ever flowed into the hands of the people here on the ground to understand the situations fully enough. <sighs> so it's pretty frustrating. I'm, I'm, I'm a little frustrated. I don't think what they're doing right now is right, and I wish that there was more we could do to actually get it to stop because China is attacking Uyghurs, Israel is attacking Palestinians, uh, Turkey is attacking Syrians, and uh, the United States is uh, just abusing their refugees and asylum seekers. So I am genuinely heartbroken at the amount of human suffering that is caused by um, massive powers, um, near infinite powers. It's, it's breaking my heart right now. Um, but, you know, we still have a world to win. After Goldnar Omizak, Omirzak, a Chinese-born Kazakh, had her third child, the government ordered her to get an IUD inserted. Two years later, in January 2018, four officials in military camouflage came knocking at her door anyway. They gave Omirzak, the penniless wife of a detained vegetable trader, three days to pay a $2,685 fine for having more than two children. If she didn't, they warned, she would join her husband and a million other ethnic minorities locked up in internment camps, often for having too many children. Quote, God bequeaths children to you. To prevent people from having children is wrong, said Omirzak, who tears up even now thinking back to that day. Quote, they want to destroy us as people, unquote. The result of the birth control campaign is a climate of terror around having children, as seen in interview after interview. Birth rates in the mostly Uyghur regions of Hotan and Kashgar plunged by more than 60% from 2015 to 2018, the latest year available in government statistics. Across the Xinjiang region, birth rates continue to plummet, falling nearly 24% last year alone, compared to just 4.2% nationwide, statistics show. The hundreds of millions of dollars the government pours into birth control has transformed Xinjiang from one of China's fastest growing regions to, amongst, to among its slowest in just a few years, according to new research obtained by the Associated Press in advance of publication by China scholar Adrian Zenz. Quote, This kind of drop is unprecedented. There's a ruthlessness to it, said Zenz, a leading expert in the policing of China's minority regions. Quote, 
This is part of a wider control campaign to subjugate the Uyghurs, unquote. U.S. Secretary of State Michael Pompeo denounced the policies in a statement Monday, quote, We call on the Chinese Communist Party to immediately end these horrific practices, he said, unquote. It's just so dog shit. Like any any of our nations, like any nation, I, I, I just I can't see any nation effectively calling out any other nation for human rights violations. It just it seems so vapid, vacuous, empty, disingenuous. It's gross. There's no sincerity whatsoever from these people. It's just all posturing and putting on a spectacle. We have completely lost our way in organizing ourselves. We should be working to going towards space, but we would rather focus on oppressing poor minorities within our own nations and then blaming others for doing the same thing in their in in their respective nations. It's fucking maddening. I can't believe that we just keep going in this weird circle of blaming each other for being the worst superpowers when they all suck. They all suck. And I love America for a lot of reasons, one of them being that it's not China. But at the same time, can we really say it's that much better in certain aspects? Can can we say that it could be a more perfect union? Could it be? I think it could. <sighs> All right. China's foreign minister derided the story as, quote, fabricated and, quote, fake news. God damn it. Even China's foreign minister says fake news. It's never going anywhere. Saying the government treats all ethnicities equally and protects the legal rights of minorities. Quote, Everyone, regardless of whether they're an ethnic minority or Han Chinese, must follow and act in accordance with the law. What the f- <laughs> All right, hold on. Is that AP's, like, actual quote for him defending uh, them treating ethnicities equal? Because, like, you by saying that everyone must follow and act in accordance with the law, like, in Germany, Jews had different laws than... Uh, uh, Christians. You see what I'm getting at? So, that's not equality. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Chinese officials have said in the past that the new measures are merely meant to be fair, allowing both Han Chinese and ethnic minorities the same number of children. Holy fuck, they must have, like, a serious problem with anti-multiculturalism there. That is probably equal, if not greater, to the United States. If that is government policy, gross. For decades, China had one of the most extensive systems of minority entitlements in the world, with Uyghurs and others getting more points on college entrance exams, hiring quotas for government posts, and laxer birth control restrictions. Under China's now-abandoned one-child policy, the authorities had long encouraged often forced contraceptives, sterilization, and abortion on Han Chinese. Oh, I guess so they are being fair. <laughs> God damn it. That's terrible. But minorities were allowed two children, three if they came from the countryside. Wow. Holy shit. They have the strangest policies I have ever fucking seen. Maybe maybe there isn't an anti-cultural, multicultural uh, bias here, but this is this is very strange. If this, this beeth true, um, because it sounds like the Han Chinese had the same exact thing forced upon them before they even uh, Uyghurs had suffered it but i i don't know enough i don't know 
This is just what the AP is telling me, and I don't know how credible that is. Under President Xi Jinping, uh, for life, China's most authoritarian leader in decades. Though, really, hasn't he been the authoritarian leader for decades? Would like, wouldn't the one decades before then be the most? Are dynasties considered authoritarian? Hmm. Those benefits are now being rolled back. In 2014, soon after Xi visited Xinjiang, the region's top official said it was time to implement, quote, equal family planning policies, unquote, for all ethnicities, and, quote, reduce and stabilize birth rates, unquote. Um, addendum from me here that that is just gross. I think any government that thinks that they should forcibly reduce and stabilize birth rates uh, has gone extremely mad with power, should be deconstructed, and allowed us to use the parts to go to space. Again, let's go to space. In the following years, the government declared that instead of just one child, Han Chinese could now have two and three in Xinjiang's rural areas just like minorities. I really wonder how their race relations are there. I really do. Because these policies are fucking bananas. But while equal on paper, in practice, Han Chinese are largely spared the abortions, sterilizations, IUD insertions, and detentions for having too many children that are forced on Zhejiang's other ethnicities. Interviews and data show. Damn. Some rural Muslims, like... Omir Zak are punished even for having the three children allowed by the law. So I guess still disproportionately handed out justice, I guess, if that's what we want to call this kind of law. I don't really see a lot of justice going on in this. Um, I mean, you really just kind of have to see your citizens as dolls and automatons for you to fuck with their lives as much. Like... Uh, is there any humanity left in the scope of this state? I'm not really sure. But that's when you reach the point of, like, your nation actually working and thinking like a corporation. So, um, state-backed scholars have warned for years that large rural, 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 Large rural religious families were at the root of bombings, knifings, and other attacks. The Xinjiang government blamed on Islamic terrorists. The growing Muslim population was a breeding ground for poverty and extremism. Quote, heightening political risk. Risk, unquote. According to a 2017 paper by the head of the Institute of Sociology at the Xinjiang Academy of Social Sciences, another cited as a key obstacle, the religious belief that, quote, the fetus is a gift from God, unquote. All right, that's a lot of darkness. Um, if we also kind of take into consideration, I do compare most uh, states to an Orwellian-esque state. And um, an institute of sociology coming specifically from Zhejiang, probably backed by the, uh, the state government itself, I don't think that uh, they did find much proof of the extremism coming from Muslims, unless they really do feel like their lives are threatened being there. But again, I don't know enough about their relations, and actually might have to be something I dive a lot deeper in. I do remember hearing 
years ago that they had basically reprogramming brainwashing camps for Uyghurs to make them more Han Chinese, which in itself was very creepy, and it only gets creepier. Um, you just kind of wonder to the point when they just start really working hard to just kill them. <laughs> Even worse, so... Outside experts say the birth control campaign is part of a state-orchestrated assault on the Uyghurs to purge them of their faith and identity and forcibly assimilate them. Okay, so it's just a small piece to their re-education camps? That's, that's, it's, it's not actually an attempt in genocide or holocaust, but actually just uh, assimilation? forcibly assimilate them too like and like this is almost like worse than Jim Crow assimilation too like this is this is this is a lot worse in a lot of ways um yeah I don't think I have anything else to say about that assimilation line there uh moving on they're subjected to political and religious re-education in camps and forced labor in factories while their children are indoctrinated in orphanage that's probably pretty easy. You can get sponges. Like, kids are pretty easy, but, like, reprogramming adults, I don't even know how any of that fucking goes. You know. If the state says 2 plus 2 equals 5, and 2 plus 2 equals 5. Uyghurs, who are often, but not always Muslim, are also tracked by a vast digital surveillance apparatus. I fucking bet. Quote, the intention may not be to fully eliminate the Uyghur population, but it will sharply diminish their vitality," said Baron Byler, an expert on Uyghurs at the University of Colorado. Shouts out. It will make them easier to assimilate into the mainstream Chinese population, unquote. Uh, that's fucked up. Well, I mean, because like the only reason why I could see that it would make them easier to assimilate into the mainstream Chinese population is that it gets rid of their Uyghur bias. It gets rid of the Uyghur inside of the Uyghurs and just makes them of a lower class of Han Chinese. Is Essentially what they're trying to get at is make them a lower class within the already Chinese population because they don't want disruptions, outliers, dissidents, or... Uh, any kind of outside perspective on the Chinese apparatus, government-wise. So that's the only way I can see it making easier to assimilate because I think the real way to make it easier to assimilate people into a population is just to have them move in, you know? Just, you know, mo help them move their boxes, introduce them to the neighbors, bake some fucking brownies. Um, Re-education camps and forced abortion sterilization not sure that's actually the easiest way to assimilate a population into another population. I know, Rosie. Those fucking fireworks. Alright, let's 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 wrap this little shit cake in a pretty little bow. For centuries, the majority was Muslim in the arid, landlocked region China now calls Xinjiang, meaning New Frontier in Mandarin. After the People's Liberation Army swept through in 1949, China's new communist rulers ordered thousands of soldiers to settle in Xinjiang, pushing the Han population from 6.7% that year to more than 40% by 1980. 1980. The move sowed anxiety about Chinese migration that priests to this day. Wait. 
The move sowed anxiety about Chinese migration that persists to this day. Jesus Christ. Drastic efforts to restrict birth rates in the 1990s were relaxed after major pushback, with many parents paying bribes or registering children as the offspring of friends or other family members. Holy fuck. That all changed with an unprecedented crackdown starting in 2017, throwing hundreds of thousands of people into prisons and camps for alleged, quote, signs of religious extremism, unquote, such as traveling abroad, praying, or using foreign social media. Authorities launched what several notices called, quote, dragnet style, unquote, investigations to root out parents with too many children, even those who gave birth decades ago. Jesus Christ. Leave no blind spots, said two county township directives in 2018 and 2019, uncovered by Zenz, the uh, professor from earlier, who was also an independent contractor with the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, a bipartisan nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., quote, contain illegal births and lower fertility levels, unquote, said a third. Uh-huh. Officials and armed police began pounding on doors looking for kids and pregnant women. Minority residents were ordered to attend weekly flag-raising ceremonies where officials threatened detention if they didn't register all their children, according to interviews backed by attendance slips and booklets. Notices found by the AP show that local governments set up or expanded systems to reward those who report illegal births. Huh. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, in the, in the bottom here, they actually have a lot more data of the relations in Xinjiang. So I actually might want to come back to this tomorrow because I already burned the fucking clock just trying to catch up. So I think tomorrow I'm going to start with AP's history of Uyghurs. But I may not because I might find better sources. <laughs> Um, like a historian or uh, a sociologist or uh, somebody, but in, this one doesn't seem too bad. I just I I do think it's important to 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 recognize uh, that uh, China should be condemned for these actions, um, but we also need to be questioning our own at the same time so that we can eventually learn that justice uh, uh, happens when nobody is above the law. That's that's literally the only time we have true justice. Otherwise, we have a puppet show. And when people see puppet shows, they have conspiracies. And when we have conspiracies, we have delusions. And when we have delusions, we can't get anything done, guys. I'm just for real, real. All right. So, uh, what a beautiful night to go to sleep on that, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Um. I think that still had a lot to do with uh, um, racism. So let's close out with a quote. I used to be a runner in high school and college. And uh, in my late 30s, I, uh, I began to jog. Uh, early wave of joggers, one of the most foolish things I ever did. And uh, I was jogging near my house in Washington. I was an assistant attorney general of the United States. Uh, best friend of the Attorney General of the United States, and I was jogging near my house. Um, and a police kind of came by. Fortunately, I had my Justice Department credentials in my hip pocket. Boy, I kept on jogging. My hair was beginning to grave, and then I'm jogging along. 
Thank you for joining me. I'm out. I'm not going to plug any of my pluggables. You can find them in the descriptions in the YouTube channel or at the podcast. Um, if you need them, maybe they're uh, somewhere else in Twitch. Um, if not, just type into social media places, the Working Class Observer. Other than that, have a good night. Fuck you. Boy! I keep on talking. Hey, you boy! Spotlight on me. Boy, you better stop! I figured I better stop. And so I stop, and two white cops get out slam me up against a wall, spread my legs, and then spray my legs, hit me pretty hard between the legs, and it hurt very much. Um, and uh, I kept saying, look in my back pocket, reach in my back pocket. Boy, we're gonna, you, you robbed a store. Boy, this, boy, that, boy, boy, boy. They pulled out this thing, and it was a nice leather thing that said I was a Justice Department official. Oh, they melted. Oh, you look just like we had a call. You just like a, it, it fits you too. Oh, sir, blah 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 blah. Well, of course I called the police chief the minute I got home, and uh, those guys were suspended and disciplined. If I had had no credentials in my pocket, I would have been in jail that night. Middle class, thirty-seven-year-old father of two children, doing nothing more than jogging. And that's not the only time it happened to me. Well, if it would happen to me, imagine what it would have, what would happen to a 17-year-old black kid in the inner city. The man speaking is Roger Wilkins. I'm David Hoffman, and I filmed this interview with Roger back in 1989. And this 72-year-old man is telling me of his experiences growing up in the 1940s and 1950s and 1960s. He had a really tough time. Although he came from a middle-class family, became a lawyer, actually won a Pulitzer Prize, working for the Washington Post as a journalist with Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, the famous Watergate investigation. So I'm interviewing Roger in 1989, and we really hit it off. He was ready to talk, and I was ready to ask. And I said to him, be yourself. Just let me know what you felt, what you saw, and think about it in terms of future generations. He had a daughter, Elizabeth, and he said, I'm gonna talk like I'm talking to her grandchildren. So here we are in the present with all that's going on in the country right now, the racial animosity, stuff in the streets, the government, the desire to make things better. And I'm thinking of Roger. He died at 74 of dementia, and he was speaking to me at that time for the future. We're in the future. I hope you enjoy or find provocative what Roger had to say. Please go check out David Hoffman's channel for more great interviews. Fuck you for joining me. Have a good night.